Wes Scantlin, Puddle of Mud, man. It's been a lot of years since you and I have uh, had a chance just to catch up. I think the last time was out at Rock on the Range in Columbus, Ohio, way back when. But the show's going to happen on Saturday up at Mont Blue, South Lake Tahoe. Uh, and again, you play here in the Reno area on a semi-regular basis. What surprises can people get excited about regarding this latest tour and this show up at South Lake? Um, you know, well rested and uh, you know, well rehearsed. We're, we're adding new songs in. You know, keep it, uh, you know, keep it fresh and uh, exciting for for everybody, including myself. <laughs> yeah. Now, aside from I don't know, maybe control. Is there a song that you've played so much that you dread when it comes up on the set list because you're like, oh god, I got to do this again? No, actually, you know what? They're all really kind of like my little uh, my little babies, and uh, I love each and every one of them. Um, you know. I chose this life, and I chose to be a songwriter, so if that's what i got to deal with, God bless it. Yeah, it beats the alternative for sure. What would Tell me one thing that a fan would be super surprised to know about you, Wes Scantlin. Well, I mean, you know, in general, I'm alive. Uh, I'm, I'm healthy. <laughs> you know, I'm feeling, feeling great. You know, we've been traveling and we're flying in airplanes all the time, and this little weird little virus thing is kind of a funky little thing. Um, but uh, we're all in good, uh, good shape, good health, and good spirits. And uh, you know, um, you know, our thoughts and prayers are with everybody uh, in this whole world that's dealing with this this crazy little weird thing. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, breakthrough album "Come Clean," a massive success. Of course, we're going way back to 2001. Was that kind of a surreal experience for you? Were you uh, pre- were you prepared for that? You know, as best I could be, um, you know, it was very surprising. Um, I was ready to give up, you know, doing music in general and, um, you know, start, uh, you know, moving down to New Orleans and, uh, you know, just making enough money to pay child support for my, for my son, who's now, you know, like 22 years old and just a grown man, awesome guy, and uh, I love him to death. But, uh, yeah, um, you know, I just stumbled into a, you know, Family Values concert and had a, you know, my, my friend made those backstage passes and I had a demo tape and bam, 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 stars aligned and I got backstage and gave it to uh, Fred Durst security guard and uh, magically, crazily enough, I got a call when I was in Mobile, Alabama, picking up my ex-girlfriend's daughter and um, it was like, oh no, you're not going to go to New Orleans, you got to come to uh, Los Angeles. You know, we're going to sign you. <laughs> wow. Unbelievable. That's crazy. Yeah. What a cool story. What do you think, um, again, uh, going back to that, that first tour that were, you know, the first two years of Puddle of Mud and that meteoric rise to success, what do you think you were the least prepared for? You know, I think I could have been a little bit better with, uh, with money, you know, and, uh, and, uh, um, you know, watching my watching my back, but you know, I, I went all in without any lawyers or anything, and I was just like, heck, man, I'm just gonna ride this wave, you know, and it seemed like a killer wave, and uh, I jumped on it, and uh, here we are, you know, here we are, um, you know, 20 whatever years ago. Yeah, you've um, you know, look, you've had a pretty public challenge with drugs, alcohol, and the law. Um, has your past given you a new respect for people like I don't know Scott Stapp or maybe the guys in Aerosmith who um, have risen above it all and are still out there making music today? Yeah, I mean, my hat is off to them. Um, I've seen like, clips of um, of stuff in the past on both uh, both artists and. Um, you know, um, we have all persevered, and, um, you know, I was performing with Scott Stapp, and uh, 
it was in Orlando, Florida. You know, I was like, it was all my heroes, and they all we all played together. It was like, you know, Arya Speedwagon and Scott Staff was there. <laughs> we all had dinner, and you know, it was just like uh, 38 Special, and every musician that I ever grew up with was on the stage. You know, backing me up. It was really cool. Wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was there a, kind of a turning point that finally helped you get sober once and for all? Uh, yeah, um, it's Judge Horn, uh for the Los, the Los Angeles Superior Court District and uh, and uh, a bunch of police. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, did, did the did the judge pull you aside and say, "Look, man to man, human to human," here? I mean, was there somebody who took empathy on the struggles you were going through that you that you could look up to and go, "Wow, okay, now this is a person that I can really trust, and I'm going to go for it this time." Or did you just get sick and tired of being sick and tired? Yeah, man, everybody gets sick and tired of being sick and tired, and um, you know. Um you know the jig was up, and uh, I had to face the music anyway. And I'm glad I, I'm glad I got an opportunity to actually do it that way. Because uh, the other way would have been basically probably just death. You know? Right. So yeah. I'm, I'm happy to be alive, and anybody that perseveres and gets through, uh, you know, the trials and tribulations of, a, of you know addiction and you know growing up around it and still in my family forever. So. Um, Anybody that can survive it um, is a warrior, and my hat's off to them, and my blessings are with them always. Now, I, I can imagine life is still tough on the road, especially as a recovering addict. Do you have a certain kind of ritual to avoid repeating some of those mistakes, especially after a big show where it's a sold-out crowd and everybody's singing your praises, that energy, and then all of a sudden you retreat from that back into the void? What's your ritual? Um, you know, it's just, you know, keep God first place. Um, you know, you got to change your playgrounds. You got to change your playmates. You know, you got to you got to get rid of some people that you thought were friends, and you know they were really just kind of using you, and you know, pretty much thieves and stealing from you and stuff. So yeah. you really got to got to switch gears, man, and put it into like you know, get gear and just hit the pedal to the metal and just roll with it, man. You know. Yeah. Now, I, okay, this is. Uh, uh, it's an interesting question. I'm not going to ask you how much money you make because that would be rude. But if you, if you weren't actively making music and touring, based on residuals and 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 publishing and all that stuff, could you still afford to live? I would. I would be. Uh, I would be just fine, man. Okay. Okay. So it, now, if you had to take a day job, if you said, you know what, I'm just tired of the rigmarole, what do you think you would most enjoy doing and get paid for it outside of music? You know, I would I would enjoy um, helping out you know younger people that actually have struggling um, you know with uh, just, you know family issues in general and that people you know don't um, get born and say hey I want to like you know grow up in a, a, a abusive alcoholic family um, but that's not that's not the case so you know hold on tight and uh, keep God this place and you know. Say, say prayer, you know, in the morning, say a prayer in the afternoon, say a prayer at night before you go to bed and just thank God for everything and all the blessings that, uh, you know, that he has bestowed upon all of us, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. Well said. Uh, the latest album is called Welcome to Galvania. We're talking to Wes Scantlin of Puddle of Mud. Where or what in the hell is Galvania, and am I even pronouncing that right? Yeah, you got it. It's fine. Um, it's, uh, it's, a, uh, it's kind of an electronic skin response. Um, it's uh, a vibe that you get in your body when you hear and feel certain, you know, certain emotions. And, you know, with, like, you know, whenever you're listening to some kind of awesome song and 
gets goosebumps on your arm. Oh, that's called Galvania. Yeah, so it's it's called the galvanic skin response. So I just twisted the word a little bit and just kind of made up my own little my own little world. You know, and I get that all the time when I listen to something that strikes me as as really cool. Sometimes it'll happen the first listen to a song. Sometimes it'll happen after I've heard the song eight or nine times. Um, yep. And I understand that not everybody has those kind of receptors. Yeah, I mean, some people, um, you know, aren't, um, you know, I guess, um, you know, they have it inside of them. It's just maybe they don't really understand exactly what it is, so... If you're feeling some grooviness, um, some music that you're listening to that touches you inside your heart and your soul, and it kind of makes you kind of, you know, get the goosebumps, um, that's the, uh, that's the galvanic skin response and it's an electric, uh, electrical force inside of your body that, uh, moves you in, in great ways and positive, uh, positive ways, man. Very cool, very cool. Now, uh, Wes, are most of your songs written from an autobiographical standpoint if you take a look at the library of music you've written over the years? Every every single song that I've ever written, I really kind of you know you really got to dig down inside of yourself and um, you know and, and grab a hold of something that's really true and honest, and then try to capture it as best you can and harness that that energy um, to uh, connect with the listener and the viewer. And you know it's uh, it's a challenging um, a challenging challenging. Uh, you know, it's challenging to be a songwriter, and I love doing it, but, you know, it's a pain in the butt sometimes with the outcome, you know, why it helps people out and gives uh, them a uh, positive uh, outcome in life. You know, I'm down for that and ready to help all the time. Right, right. Tell me about the story of Uh-Oh. Okay, well, that, that song was written by um, me and Christian Stone and uh, Doug Ardino, and, um, you know, that, that song was like bits and pieces uh, a little bit of what I was going through and what Christian had already gone through, um, you know, and Doug. So it was just a combination platter of, you know, you know, three or four different people, you know, going through, you know, like we've been saying, you know, struggles and, you know, trials and tribulations in life. And, you know, um, a lot of the song wasn't really all about me. Um, it was it was also about uh, Christian and Doug Ardito and, you know, and I think they had a little bit of me screwing everything up, and you know, so we just we just kind of melded it all together, and you know, that's what it is. And everybody makes mistakes, and everybody f's up, and you know, messes up in life. But you know, um, you gotta you gotta you know you gotta strive on, and uh, you know, gather yourself and and move forward with your life, and you know, don't dwell on the past. And you know, Wes, I think that's uh, the key to to a great song. Is is most great songs have a universal appeal. They're they're universally relatable. Like we can all we all know where we've screwed something up along the way, right? When we had the choice to go left or right, and the devil on the shoulder said, "Hey, you know, do such and such." But speaking of the devil on the shoulder, who the hell is the hot girl in the video who loves to show off her boobs? Is she is that is that your woman? I you know what that is not. That's a friend of my. <laughs> Um, you know, and my family's been doing a great, uh, great job. Um, you know, hearing me, I just, you know, I'd rather keep family and God first and, you know, yeah. keep them in my back. Cause I, I've missed them for the last, like, decades. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Now, Kansas City, known for decent barbecue. What's your favorite cut of meat to cook, or are you a meat eater? 
Oh God, yeah, I'm uh, yeah, I'm barbecue central. Um, you know, you put it on the you put it on the uh, smoker or the you know the rotisserie. I mean, I'll eat anything. You know, I'll put some Kansas uh, City Masterpiece barbecue sauce on there. Or, you know, Arthur Bryant's Rosedale, whatever you want to put on it. You know, Gates, uh, and you know. It's all, it's all good, man. Now, I grew up down in South Texas where it's all about brisket, but you come out west of the Rockies here, and, and it's tri-tip, not brisket so much. And yeah. you, you guys in Kansas City, a little bit of brisket, mostly ribs. What are you thinking? You know, I didn't even know what tri-tip was until I came out here to California. Uh-huh. My, best, my best friend, uh, Hammer, he lives, you know, he lives right in uh, North Hollywood, and he seriously you know, makes tri-tip all the time. And I'm like, what is the tri-tip stuff? I've never even heard about it, you know. But <laughs> it's tasty and delicious, and I love it, man. Okay. Uh, okay, a couple more questions for you, Wes, and then I'll let you go, man. I appreciate the time today. If you could work with um, a, a singer or an artist, who would be your dream collaboration? I know you talked about hanging out with Creed and 38 Special down in Florida, but what do you think what would be your dream ca- collaboration if you could just pick anybody and, and then spend 24 hours in a studio with them? I, I would love to, to write a song with uh, Cantrell, man, from, from Allison Jane. Um, you know, I've been listening to those guys, and, you know, I mean, I've basically been taught how to sing just by, you know, uh, putting the records on, on a stereo and having a PA and just singing right along with it. I mean, I really do owe a lot to uh, Jerry Cantrell and Lane Staley and everybody involved with Allison Chains and everybody with, like, you know, the, Jam and Soundgarden and, you know, Bad Rest, Kurt, or Kurt and Chris and, you know, and, and, and Chester. I'd, I'd love to work with uh, Nick Park, too. You know, those guys, I mean, they, they suffered a massive hit. Um, everybody as well has, has suffered massively along with, you know, Chris and Chester and Kurt and, you know, I mean, we, still got, we still got Eddie and we still got Jerry, so we should, you know, we should feel blessed for the, for the artists that are still here that we can uh, still create music with. Absolutely. Wes Gantlin, you sound great, man, and congratulations on everything. I'm so happy the Puddle of Mud is still doing it, and I'm so happy you're still making great music for the radio today. I appreciate the call. The show happening Saturday night, Mont Blue, South Lake Tahoe. Wes Gantlin and Puddle of Mud. It's going to be good, man. Right on. Thank you, Jade.